Point out the colors in you. I see them too, and boy, I like them. I like them. I like them. We way too fly to partake in all this hate. We out here vibing. We vibing. We vibing. Alexa, play Ariana Grande. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Welcome to the Tour Junkies Fantasy Golf Podcast presented by 18 Birdies, the number one golf app in the business. This is the Memorial. Let's get it going. What's up, golf addicts? Thanks for downloading the Tour Junkies podcast presented by 18 Birdies, the new Explore tab. You get daily trending golf news, the latest on what's happening in the golf world, golf entertainment, dream games, which you can win incredible prizes and once-in-a-lifetime trips, as well as golf instruction to help improve your game. This week, Pat and I are going to be breaking down the memorial from Mirfield Village, Jack's Place. It's a fun episode. We talk about all kind of stuff from why I hate having to tuck my shirt in on a golf course and why Pat's an old fart. We're going to give you all the picks, plays, fades, sleepers, all of that stuff for this week. And then at the end, there's a little bonus coverage. So for those of you who are able to stick around to the bitter bitter end just when you think the podcast is over we talk about all kind of random stuff including lebron versus mj and some other interesting content so you'll want to be sure and stick around check that out if you just have absolutely nothing else better to do but for now we thank you for downloading the podcast may your screens be green here is a memorial from mirfield village What's up, golf addicts? David Barnett of the Tour Junkies. Happy Memorial Day and happy Memorial Golf Tournament Week. Whatever, however you may be listening to us. You might be in your car on the way to a job you hate. You're on your commute. Maybe you're in the gym. Maybe you're in your kitchen. Uh, We got people that do that. Maybe you're in your shower. As we learned a few weeks ago, folks do consume the Tour Junkies podcast while washing their balls. So. Maybe you're doing that. Um, it's weird, but it is what it is. We we don't care. We like the listens no matter what. Maybe what are what are some other weird things people could be doing, Pat? You could be like changing your oil. You could be um you could be changing could a be, diaper. You could be changing a diaper. You could be sitting at a bar by yourself with headphones in getting hammered. That's that's kind of sad, actually. You could be um you could be doing laundry. Ugh. You could be having you could be having marital relations or fornicating. No, no that. way that's ever happened in the history. Of the yeah, podcast. it could it could, ha- it could happen. It could happen. It. I was shocked to know that how many people listen to us in the shower. It would not surprise me if anyone has listened to us while committing sexual intercourse. That I'm just, just saying. That just. I don't. I don't know how. I, I, this doesn't sound good. You could be grocery shopping. Sometimes when I go grocery shopping, I put my head, my earbuds in and I just I walk through the aisles listening to a podcast. You could be doing that. Um, you'd be working. You'd be at your job right now. So, what, however you're listening, we really, really appreciate you listening. 
The Tour Junkies podcast is uh, it's going to be a good one tonight. We're going to talk about the memorial, Jack's place, you know, in Mirfield Village in Ohio. And uh, myself and Pat, we've had a wonderful, wonderful Memorial Day. It's been quite rainy uh, here in these parts of, of Georgia, but I've I've made the best of it, Pat. Um, have you had a good have you had a good have you had a good long weekend? I have. It's been fantastic. Uh, although I you know went camping on Friday night, which is not something I enjoy doing. Um, but I you know I do this with my brother-in-law every year. We take the boys camping. Um, so that was that was great. At least it didn't rain on us. That, that was kind of nice. I got about four hours of sleep. Then I went to the beach Ooh. the next day. That that was okay. I had a few beers and did a lot of yard work today. Uh, didn't get to did, did hit some golf balls and um, actually I did yard work, hit golf balls, and went fishing all on the wow. same day. It was a it was a full day, wow. full day. Very and at Home Depot, hit Home Depot. The only thing I didn't do is go to Bed Bath and Beyond. Wow, what are the supplements that a, a 41-year-old like yourself has to take to have the energy to execute all those things today? You want to you wanna give an ad, a shout-out? Are you taking some kind of <sighs> testosterone pill or something? You know, I mean, I don't know. You know, speaking of, I, speaking of uh, relations, you know, maybe, maybe I had some relations recently, <laughs> and that helped. <laughs> Um, I, I hit some balls today as well. Um, did some short game work. Uh, went to the gym a little bit. You know, Pat and I are getting ready to play in my member guest. Um, a lot of pressure. Champions, a lot of pressure. Yeah, champions retreat. It's it's going to be not not this week, but the next week. You guys will see it. All, it'll be all over Twitter and Instagram. Um, it's my first member guest at this club. And I'm really excited about it. My my first major, and I, I'm really wanting me and Pat to show up. So I've I've been practicing a lot. I've been I've been on the you know grinding. I feel like my game's coming around. Yeah, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm ready to peak at the right time. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And I, Pat's just got to do his thing. He's got to show up. I'm gonna I'm gonna be ready to play. I, I gotta know though. Um, so before the show tonight, I noticed that you put out on Twitter that uh, your your club has a new tuck in policy, which oh, I think egg. I think most clubs should have anyway. Yeah, um, I was so disappointed. Yeah, and you know, you played with me at, at uh, my home course a few weeks ago, and and you know, gave me a lot of crap about the the tuck in policy because you got called out. Yeah, well, you know, I joined this club. It's Champions Retreat Golf Club, and it's a very modern golf golf club. And they were excited to have me as a member of Tour Junkies there, which shows you how modern and maybe even ignorant they may be. <laughs> but um, nonetheless, it's a wonderful golf club. And, you know, I mean, everyone there listens to music. We have a good time. The membership is younger than, than your Augusta Country Club folks. Um, it's not as stuffy. It, you know, it, it's just a, it's a, it was a, it's a laid back golf course. It's a great spot. Um, and, and I was, you know, I've been a member there since October and I've, I, I rarely wear my shirt tucked in just rarely. And today, um, it, our, our, I'm on the putting green by myself and the head pro, um, walks out of the out of the pro shop and i see him kind of walking towards me and i had a feeling 
I just had a feeling because like he really never makes his make makes a, a big effort to like go out of his way and come talk to me. It's it's always like a, I got to go to him or we're walking by or whatever. He'll say, "Hey, Dave, what's up?" But he's like coming my way, and he start and and this is when I knew it was happening. It started with the small talk. I just knew it was coming. He's like, "Hey, Dave, what's up, man? How's how's it going? How's uh, you you know you you getting ready for member guests?" And I was like, "Yeah." And actually, he asked me about you because I sent him an email earlier in the week asking if we could uh, <laughs> if we could move up tees for you because you're such a short knocker <laughs> despite your age. I appreciate that. Thanks for the effort there. And he he was like, "So tell me about this guy you're bringing a member guest." <laughs> and I was like, "Well." It's Pat. He's my tour junkies co-host. Uh, he's he's not an old guy. I'm like he's like 41, but he, if he nuts one, he hits it like 240. So we were just gonna we were wondering if we could exchange a couple of strokes to play the forward tees for Pat. He's like, yeah, man. I wanted to let you know we're probably not gonna be able to do that. That you know this is kind of what we how we do it. I'm like, yeah, no worries. But I knew I knew it was coming when he started small talking me. And he's like, how's your game? You know, what's what's been going on? How, what are you doing? What are you working on? I'm telling him, whatever. And I'm like, come on, man. Just He's like, all right, hey, la, la, last thing, man, I got to tell you. And I'm like, here it comes. He's like, I need you to tuck your shirt in. And I was like, Mike, we have a tuck-in rule now? And he's like, yep, we have a tuck-in rule. He's like, I, I've been delivering the message to many members in, in, in today and this week. And I was like. Mike, this disappoints me. I said, what are we, Augusta Country Club? And he just laughed and, and walked off, and I tucked my shirt in. So I said, I'm going to have to get more belts. We need a belt sponsor. If anybody you, out there. Seriously, you are going to have to get some belts. And uh... Freaking A, man. It's, you know, our, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of my, my club because we just agreed to host the first two rounds of the Augusta National Women's World Amateur um, that will be held next year, the the three days before the Masters, and my club's hosting it, and I'm excited about it. It's going to do great things for the club. Gus National's been all over that place, getting it ready, talking about changes, and I think it's just elevated some of our club's expectations. So it's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing because now I have to tuck my freaking shirt in. So, well, I mean, good. why not tuck it in? I mean, it looks nice. It's not comfortable. It's not as comfortable. It's just not. I don't like having all that stuff shoved down my pants. Most everybody that plays golf tucks their shirt in when they play the golf. The only thing I want down my pants is my wife's hand. You know, that's about it. So, mm-hmm. I don't, I get it, but I mean, I, I just don't, and I don't buy the argument that it's like, that, that it's, it's uh, you know, that it's like proper etiquette or whatever. Tom Morris didn't play with a polo short sleeve golf shirt. Like things have evolved. People, Bobby Jones played in like a, a wool suit and a tie and a button down. Yeah, and but they were all evolved. tucked in. Tiger's already talking about the tour needs to let these guys wear shorts. Things are evolving. Like the tucked in shirt thing is just an old thing. It's just an old thing. See, I disagree. So, I think t- the tuck in is a is respectful of the game. I think it's something that's just been part of the game. Forever. It is not there a, a tucked in shirt or an untucked shirt. It looks shirt sloppy. Has nothing to do with respect for the game. That is such BS. Like it, it looks sloppy thing. out there. If you're just, it looks like you're not. Well, what if I said you look sloppy if your shirt tucked in makes your gut stick out and you look like a fat ass out there? Like, what if I said that? Well. I mean, I don't know. What does that have to? I don't think that. I think well, because it's so I think subjective, a in a t- and it has nothing to do with respecting a game. You don't. It has nothing to do with that. Respecting the game is is like playing it by the rules. Is taking care of the golf course. Is being 
conscious of your fellow playing competitors and the people that you're playing with. That's respecting you, the and game. And how you dress out on no, the course. No, it's not. That is, the, that is the most asinine, old fart way of thinking I've ever heard. It just, I don't it's even think it's old. I think even, even the younger players these days, I mean, you know, they're, they're all tucking their shirts in too. They, they have to. It looks they sharp. They have to. It makes you look sharp. Makes you look like you're you're coming to the course and you you're not just walking off the the street somewhere and whatever. I mean, I just I don't I, I don't. I'm surprised if a club doesn't have a tuck in policy. Uh, well, it really it really bummed me out. But anyway, we we di- we digress. We've already got this podcast off to an argumentative start. This should be a good one. This should be a real good one. Let's let's briefly tackle colonial. Justin Rose takes it down. Brooks Kepka makes a charge, complains about his wrist. Is he like the new Jason Day right now? Like he's talking about how he's popped his wrist in and out of socket and, and within a round. And and then he just continues to light up the golf course. But I don't know what's going on with Brooks. But Justin Rose, we saw that coming last week. We both liked him a lot. I had a I had a good bit of him. Um so it was a good week. It was a good week. Um, I'm not, not not really anything else to talk about. It was just a it was a good week for Justin. It is what it is. Any, you got anything to add? No, I mean I, I'm with you. I was uh, I was on some rows this week. I even won a little cash on a to win bet. I got him at eighteen to one. Uh, there you so go. I was pretty excited about that. So uh, my lineups were okay. I, I ended up basically I won a little bit of money, but. It could have been. I had a, I had a chance at some real money on Sunday, but it kind of fell apart a little bit. So, um, but you got, that guy's just playing lights out right now. Um, yep. You know, and he'll he'll be interesting again this week. I um I almost took down a Euro GPP, the big the the big four or eight dollar Euro GPP. Um, thanks to our boy Ash Morrison, got to give him some credit. Basically, he was the only content I studied for the BMW Wentworth, and I made some lineups, finished sixth in the big GPP there, and then and 14th, and I cashed every lineup thanks to Ash. So if you guys aren't going to tourjunkies.com to the One Groove Low page and reading Ash's write-up every week, you are missing out. He's freaking in. He's over there in Europe. Like He knows these guys. He knows the courses. He knows these players. He lives, eats, sleeps, and breathes it. you got to listen to him. Uh, he's not just some... American bloviating about what they think they know about the European tour. So check him out. It definitely helped me out this week. Um, so speaking of speaking of bets, Pat, you mentioned you made a bet. If you're listening right now and you're thinking, man, I'd really like to have a new driver. Well, listen up. We have an opportunity for you to win a brand spanking new in the shrink wrap tailor made driver. You get to pick the flex. You get to pick the loft. We will ship it to you in said shrink wrap. Now, you may be asking yourself, hey, boys, what do I got to do to to get that tailor-made driver? Well, as you guys know, we've had a long relationship with our friends at mybookie.ag. Okay, mybookie.ag is a fantastic website, best mobile betting site easily in the business. If you bet on your phone, it's the easiest to do, easiest to read. We've both deposited and cashed out. Pat is has really done well over on mybookie. Um, you get paid out within 24 to 48 hours. It's easy. It's safe. Incredible customer service. You can go to you can chat on my bookie and get answers quickly. You can even they call you like easily if if you need somebody to talk to about something they they'll they'll call you. It's very it's a very good service site. 
So we've been pumping my bookie for a while. And if you use promo code Tour Junkies, all one word, you get a 50% deposit bonus. Now, here is some exciting news. We've all we've all talked about, we've all heard about sports betting being legalized now. Um, or the Supreme Court basically saying you can't make it illegal, so states are starting to get their act together. And here's the deal. If you want to bet golf, if you want to bet any sport, you have to have more than one book. It's not smart to just have one book. So you got to shop the lines. If you got guys or you got teams or you got numbers that you're looking at, it, it's not, it wouldn't be wise of you to not shop the lines. So we've partnered up with another online bookie that's been doing it for over 30 years, and it's bookmaker.eu. And here's what we're going to do. To win the TaylorMade driver, we're going to run a contest between now and July 1st, Pat. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got to sign up for either Bookmaker or MyBookie before July 1st. Before July 1st. And deposit a minimum of $50 into that new account. Then email us your account number um, at info at tourjunkies.com. Let us know that you did that. All right? So three steps. Create one of those accounts. Deposit $50 and email us at info at tourjunkies.com. Let us know you did it. Now, there's some of you right now yelling at us in your car going, I already started a MyBookie account, you punks, and I didn't get anything for it. Or, hey, I got a ball marker and a T-shirt, and that's it. Well, good news. We're, we're great guys. Here's what you can do. If you already have a MyBookie account, you can qualify by also signing up for Bookmaker and doing the same thing. Again, multiple books makes a lot of sense. If you've also signed up and you haven't made the $50 deposit, you qualify after your deposit. So you have to make the deposit first. And if you've already signed up and made your deposit, guess what? You're already in. We already have your account number. Boom. Boom for you. Out loud, wherever you are, say boom if that applies to you. So that's easy. That's really easy. And for Bookmaker, here's what you got to do. You go to bookmaker.eu slash tourjunkies bookmaker.eu slash tour junkies make your deposit again they've been doing it for 30 years it's known to be one of the places where they post the odds first they do not kick out winning players they've pride themselves on that they also have in-game betting and they're going to update odds throughout the tournament which i don't know that my bookie does do they do that pat have you noticed that yeah i'm pretty sure they do okay no wait no Um, no they do not you're talking about like yeah if no they don't they don't do that so, uh, also, you get free same-day payouts. You get cash bonuses when you sign up and every subsequent deposit. Not free plays, but cash bonuses. Also, if you're a higher wagering sort of fellow, their limits for golf are $5,000 for a matchup and $10,000 for outright winner bets. They will not kick you out if you win a pretty sweet deal. If you sign up now at bookmaker.eu slash tour junkies, you get up to a thousand dollar cash bonus on your first deposit and every deposit after you get another bonus. So that's how you win the TaylorMade driver. We will take all of you who have done that by July 1st and we'll throw them all together and we'll pull a winner and we will ship you a brand new TaylorMade driver. I know it's a lot of information, but it's a, it's a really cool thing. Pat, do you have any questions about it? If you were a listener, what questions would you have right now? Uh, I, I don't have any questions. I mean, I think that it's you, you've you've now this is one of the longest ad slash whatever I've ever heard. But it's more of a promo promos, yeah. I guess. But it's it's uh, it's good stuff. I mean, I would do. It. I, I really think that 
I, I love checking two books. I know that. Um, whether or not it's golf betting or, or whatever I'm looking at. I mean, I, I like having to be able to get a, a shot to, to choose between the two. So, um, and they each have their strengths. You know, I think, I think my bookie, we've, we've obviously been talking about for a while. Bookmaker is a little bit new to us, but, but has some great lines and there's some differences when you look between golf and, uh, and some other stuff. So, Hey, I've done, I've done pretty well recently, uh, on bookmaker, uh, in the NBA finals or NBA playoffs and hockey actually well done i mean i looked at bookmaker and my bookie last week for colonial shopping some odds i noticed that my bookie's longer odds guys the numbers were better um but bookmakers mid-tier kind of guys like those guys from like 40 like 40 up to you know 90 to 1 um those guys were a little better numbers than what my bookie was offering so it just depends on you know who you're looking at betting you got to shop those guys and get the best number so you'll thank us when one of those numbers hits and you had options as a result um real quick i think also we got to let you guys know we released the tony Finau interview on friday morning if you've not gone and listened to that you've really got to check that out it was a great interview with Tony. Tony's uh, just a super nice guy. We asked him a few good golf questions, but we also had a good time with him in the native area. I would say one of the best native areas we've ever had and probably the greatest moment in Tour Junkies native area history went down uh, with Tony doing something that none other have done. In, in the Tour Junkies native area. So you'll, you'll have to go listen to the podcast to see what we're talking about there. But it was a fantastic interview. It's only like 28, 29 minutes long. So go check that out. It's, uh, it's up on, on wherever you listen to us. It's there. So that was a lot of fun. And we'll be talking about Tony a little bit later here, by the way. All right, Pat. Um, that leaves us with Memorial. We got we to gotta hear a little bit about Jack's Place. We know, you know it's a staple on the PGA Tour. But... While you're telling us about Memorial, Pat, mm-hmm. I'm going to go refill the old podcast juice. Do it. We, we've already been we've already been in a pretty good flow here, and I've I've already sucked out some of my my podcast juice. Yeah, so. I think I'm probably going to do that in a little bit. I'll, I'll let you know when it's time for me to do that. But yeah, so take it on. We are at the Memorial this week. Jack's places we're going to hear a thousand times in Columbus, Ohio. Muirfield Village Golf Club. This is a fantastic course. It's held this tournament for a long, long time, I think over 30 years. Uh, Playing at 7,392 yards. It's a par 72. Uh, Jack Nicklaus design, obviously, because this is Jack's place. Um, And here's the thing with this course. He obviously loved the Augusta National, played well there, won six times, is one of his favorite places. So, there's a lot of influence from Augusta National on this course. You have extremely fast greens with heavy undulation. Not quite like Augusta National, but these are undulating greens. And uh, plant, you have bent grass greens just like Augusta National. As far as the fairways, though, they're relatively easy to hit, but there's a lot of trouble with, with bunkers and some water. Actually, water is on 75% of the holes on this course. Um, so I think you can bomb it a little bit, but you do have to be careful, and you may have to dial it back and, and maybe play a three-wood off the 
off the tee in, in some cases. Um, but this is a second shot course. Uh, so strokes gained approach I think is going to be key. Uh, I looked at some quotes from Jordan Spieth, and that was one of the things he talked about is you've got to hit your spots in the fairway, but then that's giving you the the chance to approach these greens uh, the way you need to. So I think it's a second shot course. You got four par fives out here. All are reachable. And I think and actually they play typically one of the easiest on tour as far as the par fives. They yield in the top five on a year and year in basis in eagles and birdies and and on these par fives. The longest is five sixty three, um, but all do have water hazards around the green. So you do have to kind of make a choice if you don't have a good angle. Uh, you may have to lay up, but for the most part, these guys will go after these par fives. Um, we have a fantastic field this week. 12 of the 15th highest-ranked players in the world are in this field. Uh, looking at past champs, you have uh, Duff last year in 2017, Dirt McGirt in 2016, Lingmurth in 2015, Hideki in 14, and Cooch in 2013. Cooch is absolutely just destroys this course every year. He is the course horse for sure. By the way, Tiger won in 2012. We don't. He doesn't have great history going back the last five years, but he does have pretty good history on this course. So um, I do like some Tiger uh, as far as his course history. Looking at stats, I think as we see with Augusta National, uh, course history is a big thing, recent form. I'm looking at par five scoring. I talked about how this, this course yields a ton of birdies and eagles on its par fives. Strokes gained approach where Duff was actually number one last year. And proximity, Duff was also number one in the field last year in proximity. And I am going to look at strokes gained off the tee. So those are my stats. That is the course. David, what do you got? Nice, nice. Very well done. What I have is a refilled podcast juice. So there you go. Can Um, I go refill or are you not going to talk for very long? Uh, no, you, you can go. You can go ahead. And How about I go refill? You finish your thoughts on the course, and then you start off the uh, the plays in the high, t- uh, you know, over ten k. Okay, buddy, we'll do. Go fill up the boxed rosé. Um. All right. So yeah, I think Pat pretty much nailed it. Listen, we know what Mirfield Village is. We know what it offers. It, it is. It is an older course that we've seen played on for many, many years. So. I think we get it. So I'm definitely looking at course history, definitely looking at form. Just like most courses on the PGA Tour, strokes gained approach is very important. Um, Strokes gained around the green, I find important most weeks, and strokes gained off the tee. That's what I'm looking at. I I did look at a little bit of, similar to last week at Colonial, strokes gained putting on bent grass. Um, Since, you know, since I, I could see that having some value here. Um, but for the most part, strokes gained approach, strokes gained off the tee, strokes gained around the green for me. I think GPP ownership is going to be a big deal. Um, so you're going to have to check fansharesports.com for your GPP ownership stuff come Wednesday night. That's a great time to do it. They now have weekly, monthly, and annual subscriptions. So Listen, at minimum, try it out for a month. Just try it out for a month. It, it, it won't cost you much. Try it out for a month. It'll be the best monthly dollars you've spent. If you're trying to win GPPs, fansharesports.com is where you need to go do it. They are going to listen to all the podcasts, read all the articles, tr- scan all the tweets, 
watch all the YouTube videos of anyone who is anybody talking about PGA DFS. And they're going to tell you who everybody's talking about and who's getting all the chatter so you can know ahead of time, before you build your lineups, who's going to be the chalk and who's not. And that's important. So, I mean, look at Justin Rose last week. I mean, I I had a ton of Justin Rose. And in all of the contests I had him, he was around 15% or less. That was huge for me. And FanshareSports.com nailed that last week. And I'm like, how are you going to fade a 15% or less owned Justin Rose? So I'm glad I didn't. So there you go. Check that out. Um, So that's it for me. I, I... I think I'm ready to I think I'm ready to get into this. This is an interesting week. You've got you've got some you got a strong field. You've got um some definite big names near the bottom. I mean, a lot of big names near the bottom. So it seems like one of those weeks where studs and duds makes a lot of sense. I don't know if what I'm doing you would I, I guess it's a studs and duds approach. Um I'll tell you this. I'm gonna have one of three lineup building scenarios. Pat, are you back with us, Biden? Yeah, yeah, I am. Okay, good. Um, I'm going to have one of three lineup building scenarios. Okay. I'm either going to start lineups with Justin Rose. I'm playing Justin Rose again. I, I just don't care that he's coming off a win. This guy is one of the best players in the world right now. He's had a fantastic year. The ball striking is there. This is a course that anybody on tour wants to win. Anybody wants to win on Jack's place uh, or at Jack's place. Um, I, I really like Rosie at 10-6. I'm going to play him. I don't care what his ownership is. So I'm either going to play. So scenario one is I play Rose, and then I drop down to probably the 9 and 8K range. The next scenario is I play Jordan at 9-8 and do the same and drop down to that low 9-8K scenario. And the final scenario is I don't play anybody um, anybody above 9K, and, and I build a lineup that way. So maybe it's a mix of studs and duds and then a balanced approach. But in the top range, to me, Rose at 10-6, Spieth at 9-8 with that value, I, just, I refuse to believe that Jordan is that far off. I think he remains very close. He disappointed me a little bit at Colonial. But I think he remains close, and I think any week now, he's going to hit. Um, and at 9-8, why would you jump off of him now? Like, if you've been waiting on him to pop and, and you know, put it all together for once, why would you hop off of him at 9-8, even in a stacked field? So, you know, I, I know Jason Day is a member here. He's got, you know, decent history here. Obviously, Rory played well at Wentworth, Justin Thomas. There's some great names up here. I'm just going to put my stock in Rose and Spieth. What What about you, Pat? Yeah, well, I'm totally with you on Rose. I mean, I think he's he's just hard to fade with how he's playing. This is a perfect course for him. He's obviously won here before. It's been a while. But, um, Jordan, though, I don't know. Do you, I, I really am interested in his ownership and where that's going to be. I mean, we, we get him under 10K for the first time and who knows when. Um, I mean, you th- you think he's you think he's gonna be higher owned than I think? Yeah, I, I think, think he, I, I think he might be. I, I don't know. I just think you're normally you, terrible at predicting that. Uh, but, would, but you are that not would wrong. Surprise me. Um, also like him on fantasy draft. He's at sixteen five on fantasy draft. But 
Um, and I'll probably start most of my lineups with him on fantasy draft. I tend to go a little more balanced if I can over there. But yeah, I mean, you know, I love, I, mean, I don't think he's far off. I mean, I think, um, but I don't care if he's chalk. He can't be that chalky in a tournament like this with this many big names. Like, you don't think people are going to look at him and say, "Oh my God, I'm going to get Jordan Spieth under 10K." Sign me up. Well, yeah, but I mean. <laughs> You're getting Tiger, who's won here what, five times at 9,400. You got Fowler at 95. I mean, there's there's so many good names at the top. I think that's why you're going to see some diluted. I don't think you're going to see anybody at 30%. Like, you think you think Spieth could be at 30%? No, I don't think he'll be there. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if he's at 25, I don't care. I'll still play him. Yeah. Well, and I think Rose is going to be up there, too. He'll definitely be and over 20%. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like Rory, though. I mean, at 10-8. We, we've always talked about how he loves Augusta. He loves courses like this, too, where greens are fast. you got undulation on there. Um, you know, he's coming off a great week last week at the BMW at Wentworth um, over on the European Tour. I, I think Rory is, you know, one of these days when I get him on a course that I think is just a great fit for him, um, He's going to come through for me, but I do like him at 10.8, and I think that's a good price for him. Probably going to be fading, though, Day and DJ above him. Uh, you know, Jason Day, the big thing that everybody will talk about this week, he's he's a member here and, and whatever else, but he's never really fared that well on this course. I mean, despite this whatever, you know, being a member. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't know what that necessarily means for a guy like him who's, you know, I do know lives in the area or in, in Ohio, but I'm sure it's not like he's getting to play there every time he's at home. Um, you know, so I'm not a huge fan of Day. DJ missed the cut last year. He did finish uh, third in 2016, but just haven't seen a whole lot from him recently. I mean, on, and I just don't feel like he's getting, you know, the, this stretch or courses, you know, where he's he's great on, you know, where he can just bomb and gouge. I mean, you look at, you know, he was 17th at the Players, he was 16th at the Heritage. Both courses where I just don't think are great fits for him. And you know he's met, he's you know taking a break the last two weeks, so maybe he's coming out fresh. But I'm going to avoid him at that price. So you know, going from Jordan on up, I think I'm okay with Spieth. I like Rose, but Rory's going to be where I'm going to be. You know, putting most of my money on the lineups. I think if you're going to play DJ or Jason Day, you need to feel really good about those guys top five or, or better. You need to feel really good about that because you're paying up for them when you can get other enormous names at a better value and i mean yeah they're, they're probably going to be a little lower owned than, than normal but that's still what you want i mean if you get dj at 13 percent at 11 3 and he finishes 17th again like he did at the players you didn't really you didn't really do a whole lot you just you 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 got an overpriced t17 so um i agree with you there i agree with that take um now there's another thing that's pretty important about this golf tournament that you got to remember, especially when constructing GPP lineups. But before I tell you that, I got to remind you guys of our friends at Good Cigar. Pat, have you had your cigar yet? I have not. Actually, I'm waiting for the member guests. Me too, buddy. Oh, yeah. we can cheers. Yeah, but I do have my. I did have my Good Cigar package delivered, and it, it's very, very cool. Very cool. Um, it comes with everything you need. It comes with your 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 cutter. It comes in a humidor bag. Um, it comes with instructions. So if you if you're a little intimidated by the idea of what do I, how do I do this right, not like a tool, like it comes instructions, with that. like what I didn't like. I mean, it's like, on the back of the bag. Like it just tells you like how to not be a does tool. Does it say like don't inhale? 
No, or it doesn't say that. It just says, like, how, here's how you cut it. Here's, you know, how you should light it, all that stuff. Okay, so it doesn't actually give you instructions on how to, to smoke it. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Uh, um, anyway, yeah, our friends at goodcigar.co, okay, .co, so go to goodcigar.co, C-O, not .com, goodcigar.co, and there's a box that says discount code, put tour junkies, all one word, all lowercase, in that discount code box for 10% off any subscription, it's going to be fantastic for, you know, hopefully some of you guys took advantage of this for your kids graduating high school. A lot of graduations have already occurred. Hopefully you already had a good smoke with your 18-year-old. That would be fantastic. But if not, Father's Day right around the corner, you know, it, it, it allows you to celebrate those big occasions, you know, golf trips coming. Me and Pat are going to smoke ours at the member guest, um, which that could be a bad thing for me because I don't really play well when I'm when I'm high, like off of that, like I don't, I don't do well. Just, but yeah, maybe you should maybe wait for, the, for the, the evening, round. evening yeah. hours. Yeah, yeah. Um, so great gifts. Um, it's easy. It's just way better than a cigar shop. You can pick your strength level, which is awesome. So go to goodcigar.co. Use that promo code Tour Junkies. Get that ten percent off. Check those guys out. They're pretty cool products. And here's the one thing that we need to remember for Memorial Pat. What's that? This is only a hundred and twenty man field. So you can be a little you can be a little aggressive here. I mean last year I I I did the count last year. 44 players missed the cut last year. 44. You know if it, on a normal tournament there's 145 golfers in the field and 100 aren't making the cut. Normally like 75, 76 are. So you're shaving off a percentage of guys. You can be a little more risky to get 6 of 6 through. At the same time you know, getting six of six through is going to be very important this week. If you expect to cash, that's what's going to happen. So you need to get six of six through. And I think you definitely need to have some guys who are lower owned, who you're going to have some leverage for the weekend to, to cash in GPPs. If you're playing cash, six of six is a must. I mean, that's a total must in cash, where sometimes you can cash with five of six. If you're playing cash, Pat, I mean, I would start, honestly, I would start with Spieth or Tiger. In cash, I'm probably not going to play Tiger in GPPs, but I would play him in cash. Um, the next guys that I like are Mark Leishman and Patrick Reed. Those are two guys I would play in cash. They're also two guys that I'm going to have a lot in GPP lineups. I mean, we just saw Leishman almost win a couple of weeks ago. Um, he's 14th in this field in strokes gained approach, 28th in strokes gained around the green, putts well on bent grass, um, uh, you know, but the second at the Byron Nelson. I, I like Leash. He's gained 31 strokes here in the last five years. Here is last five years at Mirfield, 15th, 11th, 5th, 37th, and 41st. Leishman seems to have figured this place out. I don't care how chalky he's going to be at 9,000. I'll have a lot of him. Patrick Reed at 8,900. Not quite the record at Mirfield that Mark Leishman does. He did have a tie for eighth in 2016. But this just feels like one of those courses that should suit Patrick Reed a little more than, than maybe has, is reflected in his, uh, in, in his course history. Obviously, we know he's in good form. He's 13th in strokes gained approach, 37th in strokes gained around the green, and 5th in strokes gained putting on bent grass over the last 50 rounds. He likes him some bent grass. Patrick Reed does. So uh, those are two guys, again, chalk or not, I'm playing them. Love them in cash. Love them in GPPs. I'll have them paired up with guys like Spieth and Rose. That's kind of my play. 
You're really screwing with my OCD with the fact that you, like when we were talking about, usually we do 10K and above, but you just include Jordan, and you, and then we drop down to the 9Ks, and now you're putting in Patrick Reed in there at 8900. Oh, God. You're totally y'all screwing only up knew, everything. If y'all only knew how OCD Pat really is. I mean, you're like, really screwing this up. The OCD-ness can't really come out on the podcast. It's kind of one of those things like you have to be, you have to be with Pat to see it, but I wish you guys could see it. Like, I would have so much more material to make fun of you with because your OCD is off the well, reservation. I'm, I'm telling you right now, you're effing with it, with this whole <laughs> how you're including, you know, you're going, you're going in All different. Right. How about what, this? Tell us who you like at 8600 and above. All right, so <laughs> going, I'm going to start up at the top here. Well, the top below Jordan at 9800. I like Ricky this week. I mean. Here's the thing, you know, he's at 9,500. That's a great price for him. He was second last year. I know he missed three straight cuts after that, but I think in a GPP, he's going to be re- relatively low owned. Checks the box in par five scoring. He loves bent grass greens. We saw what he did at Augusta National. Uh, I think I think Ricky is is a very good play. I know his recent form hasn't been just incredible. You know, with you know coming off. Uh, I don't know. Not a great. Well, what did he miss a cut at the players, and then you know he was okay last week, but nothing, nothing great. But I do like Ricky at ninety five hundred. Um, with you on Tiger and Leishman, I think Leishman is is just a fantastic play here. I don't have anything outside of what you already said on him. Um, same with Reed. He's he's another guy that I love this week. He might might even be my one and done. Um, mm. not sure could be, but also I'm not sure you mentioned par five scoring, but Patrick Reed checks the box there. Adam Scott, 8600, great play, checks the box on approach off the tee. His course history is good. Checks the box in par five scoring. He's top ten in proximity. I, I have a hard time, you know, avoiding Adam Scott, and you know he's putting better now that he's, you know, putting with that longer putter where he. Well, he sucked this past week when I had him as a one and done. Well, whatever. I still like him this week. Um, that's about it, really. I, I'm, you know, Reed and Leishman are really my favorite guys at the top there at that nine and and eight, nine thousand and eighty nine hundred range. Um, you know, going back to Tiger though, I just. This is a tournament where I think if he's going to get a win on tour, I think he can get it here. You know, before like if you're not counting majors and you're you're counting his, you know, the events that he's playing this year, he loves this course. Um, you know, it fits his game. You don't have to be incredibly accurate off the tee, which we know he hasn't been. You know, he hasn't been great off the tee as far as accuracy is concerned. But he's been really good on approach. He's been really good on proximity. His putting has been pretty good, so I think this is a this is a tournament where he can win, and I do like like you said as a cash play. I think he could be a cash lock this week. I definitely think he's gonna he's gonna make the cut, but he's also I think gonna I think top fifteen is a, is easy for him this week. Yeah, I, I could see that. Um, I I have four more guys in the AK that I like. The chalky... well, I have other guys in 8K, but you okay, said, go ahead. You go. You, you go. Well, you gave me a. Didn't you say 8,500 and above? I was just kidding. I was just trying to hit into your OCDness. I was just uh-huh. kidding. All right, okay. you like Coocher and Grillo? No, I like Cooch. I didn't mention. Uh, I'm not. I'm not on Grillo, but I mean, I, I can't. I can't argue with playing him. I like Charles Schwartzel this week at 8,200. Okay, I want to talk about Charles Schwartzel. Uh, he pops for me too. Now he withdrew from the Fort Worth. 
Or was it the Byron Nelson? He withdrew from no, one he, of them. He withdrew last week from the Byron yeah. Nelson. And it was all undisclosed. And Why I, are you and I, interrupting me when I was about to go? Like, you're going to take away all the things that I liked about him. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. You, 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 go you ahead. liked about him that he withdrew? That was, that's what you liked about him? No, no. I was going to. Okay, you just go ahead. I'll fill in your gaps. I was just going to say, I agree with you. I like Charles Schwartzel. I tried to do some research today on why he withdrew, and there's nothing that comes up. I looked on his Twitter feed. There's nothing. I looked. I Googled all kind of stuff. There's nothing. I think he's one to watch on Instagram, Twitter. You know, some of these guys on social media will will post videos throughout, you know, leading up to the tournament or whatever. Like, I feel like he's probably okay. Um, and obviously he's got, you know, a second-place finish at the Players, a ninth-place finish at the Wells Fargo. He checks the box and strokes gain approach. Um, and I think he's going to be the pivot from Kucher and Grillo, who are going to be extremely chalky. I like both of them. But they are going to be extremely chalky. Kucher with the course history. Grillo with a very recent form has been stellar. I mean, he's playing really, really well. I mean, I think even a cash lineup with Tiger, Kucher, and Grillo would be a great start. But I think Charles in GPPs is an interesting pivot off of those two guys. Totally, totally agree with you. I think that's one of the reasons that I like him this week. I mean, he's had... Three top 15 finishes in his last five starts here. He's gained 23 strokes on the field. Checks the box also in par five scoring. Charles is, I just, I love him this week, especially in GPPs. And then right below him, the guy we just did an interview with, Tony Finau. I I don't see how, I mean, he's done pretty well here. He's gained uh, 20 strokes on the field. He was T40 last year, but before that he had a T11 in 2016, T8 in 2015 so i like some i like some of our boy tony finau this week as well and i think i'm gonna fade duff at 8,000. um now he's got very good course history with the win last year um nothing worse than a t33 in 2000 you know which he had in 2016 but just just don't have room for duff in my lineups this week if you're if you're over on fantasy draft, I think Grillo, we just talked about Grillo, is a better play. You've got less people playing in the tour card. You don't have to be as unique. You can eat some of the chalk a little bit as long as you have two or three players in the lineup out of seven that aren't so chalky. So Grillo is a guy that I would play over on fantasy draft. Finau is another one, but I like Finau in both fantasy draft and DraftKings. He mentioned on the podcast how much he enjoys Mirfield Village. Um, I think this is a good spot for him at 8,100. I'm a fan. Here's an interesting tidbit for you, Pat. I went back over the last three years, okay? Over the last three years in this field, there were four first-timers that had top 25s or better in the last three years at Mirfield. Four. Benny on Emiliano Grillo, Tony Finau, and one other guy that I'll name later. Those are the those are those are four guys that in the last three years have finished top twenty five or better as first timers at Mirfield Village. So uh, obviously Grillo and Finau, since it was love at first sight at Mirfield, I think they're good plays for that reason. And I think Tony, despite being normally a DFS darling, could be a little lower owned because I think so many people are going to want to play Grillo with that recent form and a decent short course history at Mirfield. So, there you go. Okay, I like that. Agreement there with you. Yeah. Um, 
All right, and I'm with you on Faden Duffner. I'm good on that. All right, why don't you start the 7K? I don't want to steal any more of your thunder. So why don't you go 70, 75 and above or 76 well, and, and above? And there are a ton of yeah. 7K guys. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. There must be like 40 or 50 of them, it seems like. So, um, But I'm not going to give you that many. <laughs> I'm going to start off, though, with Bryson DeChambeau. I think just off his recent form has been playing incredible. He's at 7,700 on DraftKings. Draft Checks a box off the tee and approach. I think that he is a, a fantastic play this week. Also, um, I like some Billy Horschel at 7,600. He's not a guy that I'm typically on from a week-in and week-out basis. He did miss a cut here last year, but before that, he had a, a T11 and 15, a T15 in 2014. And But I like his recent form. I mean, he's been really good. I think he's he's made his last um, – Made the cut in his last five events. He was T21 at the Byron Nelson. Uh, he had that T11 at Valero and a T5 at the Heritage. His worst was actually at the Players with that T37. Um, so I think he's a, a, a pretty good play this week. You know, looking at his uh, stats, he checks a box and strokes gained off the tee. Also, DraftKings scoring. Um, I, I like some Billy Horschel at 7,600. Um, Danny Lee is another one. He's a guy that has is typically I don't like when you've got to be accurate off the tee, which I don't you don't have to be. These are big fairways out here, um, but his recent form has been good. He checks box and strokes gained approach. He's been putting really well lately, um, so I think I, I'm, I think Danny Lee is a good play this week. And Gotta, I gotta like my boy Kiz. He talks about this course as being one of his favorites on tour. One of the reasons he said is because he can actually go for it, and you know these par fives, he can reach them in two because he doesn't really get that a whole lot. So I think that's that's one of the things he likes. Um, he's got two top ten finishes here, um, so I do like some Kiz at seventy five hundred, and I don't think he's going to be that high owned because his form hasn't been. You know, it hasn't been that great. I think that's a great price for him. So that's about it. I think Ryan Moore is also a decent play, too, at 7,500 right there next to Kiz. He's fourth in the field in strokes strokes gained approach, also 10th in the field in strokes gained around the green. Uh, another guy who typically plays well on courses where they're bent grass greens, um, you know, with these undulations. Uh, so I, I do like some Ryan Moore there at 7,500. All right, well, I agree with you on DeChambeau, Billy Horschel, and Ryan Moore. I love Ryan Moore especially. Big fan of Moore at 7,500. I'll have a lot of him in agreement there. I disagree on Danny Lee. I'm not buying Danny Lee yet. I know he's played well these last couple of events, but I'm still not there. Kiz, I'm out on him for the same reasons most people be out of him, and that is obviously the form, which will give you a leg up if he plays well. It does seem to suit him, but so did Colonial, and he sucked. So uh, I'm not in on Kiz right now. I don't know what's going on with his game, but I'm not there. Um, in addition, a couple of chalk plays that I like in the 7K would be Chesson Hadley and Kevin Na, both just playing really, really well. Kevin Na's got a decent history here. Both checking boxes. Both will be chalk, but I, I like both of them, especially in cash. A couple of pivot plays that I like in this range. At 7,700, the Barn Rat. Kiradek, Affy Barn Rat. I, I'm a little bit of a fan of Kiradek this week. Now, if you look at his stats, his stats aren't going to have 
you know what he's done on the European tour, but he's his approach game isn't bad. He's a fantastic putter. Strokes gained around the greens been well been been good. He played well, finished fifth at, at Wentworth last week. Made the flight here because he loves this golf tournament, loves this golf course, loves this tournament. There's a reason he's here, and I think that's important. Um, so I'm I'm a big fan of Kiradek. I think he will be a a pivot play in between popular guys like DeChambeau, Kevin Na, Chesson Hadley. I think he'll be a pivot there. Another pivot between Na and Horschel is Kyle Stanley, who currently in the last 12 rounds is 20th in strokes gained approach and 18th in strokes gained off the tee, not to mention finished 6th here last year. And although it was a while ago, 3rd in 2015, um, you know, Kyle Stanley missed the cut of the players, but finished 13th at the Wells Fargo. His game was kind of weak in the beginning of the year, but it seems like it's it's coming around just a just a smidge. So I think those are a couple of pivot options if you're looking at GPP. Other than that, I totally agree with you on on more. He's he's a big one that I like. Um, as we continue to look down here, Chris Kirk. Uh, I'm going to keep mentioning the guy. I, it's like I've got a, a good radar for Chris Kirk, I think. I mean, he's he's playing well. Uh, he's 12th in strokes gained approach, 16th in strokes gained around the green. The dude's just – he finished 11th at Fort Worth, 8th at Valero a couple of weeks ago. I mean, his tournament history here isn't great, which may throw some people off of him a little bit, but – I, at seventy four hundred, I I kind of like I kind of like the look of Chris Kirk. I think Adam Hadwin's going to be chalk, so Kirk could be a nice pivot from him. But Hadwin seems to kind of be falling off a little bit here. And then you got guys like I mean, this is going to be an interesting range. You got Cantlay and Shawflay, ZJ, Luke List, Cam Smith, all of those guys, kind of DFS darlings, and and then Zach Johnson, who you know just seems to fit this course well. What are you going to do with uh, with this seventy five hundred and below range? Well, I mean, I think I'm with you on Kirk. By the way, I think he's a fantastic play. He's just just one of those sort of silent assassin type guys that mm. just comes in silent and, assassin. And I, 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 he fits this course well, uh, so I do like some Chris Kirk. As a matter of fact, I think if if he would have had a decent Sunday. Uh, yesterday he would have uh, won me a little cash. He was he was kind of a sneaky play of mine, and obviously he had won Fort Worth before, but was very low owned. So I do like some Chris Kirk. Um, let's see. You know, I don't know. I mean, Cam Smith just mm. kills me. I just don't see. God, he sucked last week. He yeah, but he's he, not really checking any boxes when you look at him. I no. mean. It, He's just. He's I think just, he's a fade. His form is something's off. It's it's not very good. You gotta look at Keith Mitchell. I mean, he got he took the week off last week. But if you're gonna play a first round leader bet, by the way, whether it's on Bookmaker or on my bookie, you gotta throw in on Keith Mitchell. I don't care. Put five bucks on him because he's probably gonna be like eighty or ninety to one, and he does it every single week. But he's. I mean, he checks the box. I mean, he's number one in this field in strokes gained off the tee approach. He checks box there. Also, drafting, scoring, and proximity. So, you know, I just don't see how you can avoid a guy like that with the recent form he's had. Um, very bottom there, Kevin Tway coming off a pretty uh, uh, good finish. He played well at Fort Worth. He checks a box and uh, strokes gained approach and scrambling. So, I do like him. My sneaky play of the week at seventy one hundred is Bill Haas. 
His course history is pretty good. He's gained. Uh, I don't care. I don't care. You can hate on this all you want, but I think he is a good play this week. Uh, he's gained 21 strokes on the field in his last five events here. Finished T14 at Fort Worth. I think that's a good sign. We you know we know earlier in the year he had the bad wreck, and which I know was not only physically but emotionally you know trying on him. But you know he was very good on strokes gained approach last week in the field. And he's a guy that is used to these bent grass greens. I think plays courses like this very well. So I do like Bill Haas as sort of my fly. He's 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 really a uh, he's he's going to be super low owned, and he could win somebody a ton of cash this week. So there you go. I got to backtrack just a little bit. Kirk Barnrat and Ryan Moore also all below the minimum or average price over on Fantasy Draft. Adam Hadwin on fantasy draft is a steal. And again, I think I, I think on fantasy draft you can be a little more you can be a little less concerned about ownership. There's a lot fewer players. You can kind of treat it like a cash lineup. But Adam Hadwin is 12-5 on fantasy draft. He's below Chris Kirk on fantasy draft. So if you want to fade him on DraftKings due to chalk, I think fantasy draft you definitely could play him. Um but hopping back over I think I'm going to jump back on Cantlay at 7,400. Uh, I know he's coming off the missed cut last week, which is very disappointing, but in good form before that. And and I I just any any course that weighs so it's basically going to be almost every course on the PJ Tour. Like Cantlay is going to be the box checking guy every week. Every week he just is. He's a, he's a ball striking guy. He's like a Tommy Fleetwood of the PGA Tour. Not quite to that caliber, but he's a really good ball striker. So I think he's going to be. A, I think he's going to be in play just about every week, no matter his form, because he could pop at any minute. I think at seventy three hundred, you got to keep playing Rory Sabatini. Now, the only reason I could find not to play Rory Sabatini is this is his fifth event in a row, and maybe the old South African is tired. But um, I mean. He's playing. He's playing really well. Uh, another twentieth, a twentieth place finish at the Fort Worth. You know, given his current form and a seventy three hundred dollar price tag, it's interesting. One of my kind of GPP plays of the week, a pivot play, coming off of a T twenty at at Fort Worth and a sixteenth at the Byron Nelson, is Russell Knox. That's right, Russell Knox, 16th in the field in strokes gained approach over the last 12 rounds. You know, not great course history here to speak of, but I like the form. I like the way the golf course sets up for Knox. I like the pivot play in GPPs, so I like a little Russell Knox. Um, you got Keith Mitchell. I'll take Jamie Lovemark. I like Lovemark's form. I like the, uh, the the boxes he's checking. He's a great scrambler. And, uh, you know, 17th at the Players, which is a similar, I feel like a similar course. Finished 10th here in 2017. So I like Lovemark over Mitchell. I'm going to take that play. I think everybody's going to jump to Mitchell. Give me some Lovemark. And remember, earlier in the show, I mentioned four golfers that their first time out in the last three years finished 25th or better here at Mirfield Village, and it was Benny Ahn, Emiliano Grillo, Tony Finau, and the fourth is Peter Uline at 7,200. So give me a little Peter Uline, and uh, he likes this golf course. 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with him a little bit in some GPPs as well. And I do think it's a Keegan week at 7,200. I like a lot of these Ugh. guys right here. Ugh. I think it's a Keegan week. My Keegan radar is usually pretty spot on. So there you go. I'm not a big fan of the 6K range, even though there's some interesting names down here. You mentioned Kevin Tway at 7,000. I do like Kevin Tway. I think he's probably as low as I will go. I like a little Russell Henley at 7,000. That's probably it for me. Um, in the 6K, I just don't really see a ton that that when you dig into it, like I, I really want to mess with. I think if I were going to go 6K, I might go... Uh, I don't know, like, like Patton Kazire at sixty seven hundred is interesting to me, but other than that, I'm just not in. Are you, are you on anybody in the six k? Not a, not a huge fan really down here. I, th- I think that I- I'm with you on Kazire. He's he's always been a scorer, especially on par fives. Um, so I think that's that's something you could look at there. But there's really just not a whole lot. I mean, Brian Gay is I think maybe. Could be a decent play. Uh, you know, he was twelfth at the Byron Nelson at sixty eight hundred. You know, a guy who I think is sneaky, and this is terrible that I'm even saying this name. Oh God. But Ted Potter at sixty eight hundred. Yikes! You're looking at the form though. He's I mean, actually form. He, he's made his last three cuts. He's yeah. been okay, and you know what? He had some good rounds last week, and then some some terrible rounds as well. But he's you know he's gained sixteen strokes on the field in his last five events. Still pretty scary. T16 at the Heritage was his best finish there. So I think Potter could be interesting. That's still um, pretty scary. If you're, yes, yeah, it's, it's terrible to say. But if you're like really, if you need a guy and you got, you got all you got left is $6,800, throw in some Potter. Maybe, mm. he's, maybe he'll have some magic for you. Mm. Oh, you wow. Get, I see what you're doing there. You that's, see what I'm doing there? That's horrible. <laughs> that's pretty bad. Yeah. That's um, bad. I will say this over on fantasy draft play in the tour card with us. It's $25 entries. There's only 275 total entries. It's their biggest PGA GPP. And I, we've been playing in it every week for a year now. It's fun to see all these guys with the tour junkie, uh, avatars. In fact, our boy Shrammy, Shrammy, Jeff Shrammy, I think is his name. He won the tour card last week. The, the the he won first place by a long shot by a long shot I think so come play in that with us only twenty five bucks just just do it it's it's easy yeah um, I love play. that site is just so awesome I love it and the tour the yeah, format the tour. is awesome the yeah. site is I mean let's site could use a few improvements but the format is so much fun the the six or the, the seven golfers dropping your lowest score it just does a lot for you it just does a lot for you. You're not you're not screwed if you don't get all your guys through. Yeah. Um. All right, we got to talk one and done, Pat. I am. I just. I don't even care. I. I I'm just to the point where I just don't care anymore. I, I suck so bad at it, and I just had Adam Scott. Like I don't. I don't even know. I'm gonna go with your boy. From, was it two weeks ago? I'm gonna go with Tiger. I'm going to go ahead and burn Tiger. I think I'm going to burn him now. I'd rather not play him in majors. And, you know, this is a tournament where he's, I think he's made 15 out of 15 cuts and won five times. So, you know, it makes him club down a little bit off the tee. Like he can hit, 
you, I think you'll see some stingers from Tiger. You'll see some 280-yard three woods or, you know, two irons or whatever. And and, and then the rest of the game's going to take over. He's had some rest. I think this is a good time to play Tiger. So that's what I'm doing. Yeah, I like that play. I'm okay with that. I think, when did I take him? The TPC? Yeah, it was, it was recently. He, that was good. Yeah, it was the TPC, I believe. And he he played uh, he did yeah. pretty well for me. Yeah, he did okay. Um, I mentioned Reed earlier. I don't think I'm going to go there. I think I'm going to go with Mark Leishman. Oh. I think that's going to be my guy. I like Leach uh, a good bit this week. I do. I like almost him. went Rory, but I mm. just feel like Ooh. I've got to I've got to save him. See, I don't. Uh, that's the one thing I heard you talk a little bit in the course breakdown about how this course emulates Augusta National. The difference is. This course really favors that left-to-right ball flight, whereas Augusta National doesn't. It favors the opposite, it's the right-to-left yeah, ball yeah, flight. Yes, the opposite. You're right. And now Jack had a ton of success hitting his little high cut, but he built Mirfield for a high cut. Rory, as we know, hits the high draw. So, I don't know. Just for a one-and-done, if I were going to nitpick a pick, I, 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 don't, I don't know that I would go Rory here. I would wait and use him somewhere else. But Well, I'm not going Rory. I'm going no, I know, I know. I know. I'm just talking. I'm just talking. Um, all right, Pat. Well, it was a good podcast. We talked a lot about a lot about some stuff. We talked about shirts being tucked in and you being an old fart and um you know, all kind of stuff that people may be doing while listening to us. So we thank you guys for sticking around for this hour long podcast. We will be back next week as always. US Open's only a couple weeks away. We're gonna have some great content for the US Open at Shinnecock. It's gonna be a good time. But uh yeah. Thanks for subscribing to the Tour Junkies podcast. Don't forget the TaylorMade Driver Contest. We will ship that thing to your dope. To your dope. So hit that up. Hit that up. And, and shout out to uh, Brock Everett. Augusta University just won the NCAA individual national title. My alum. I'm an alum of Augusta State University. Boom. 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 Yep. And... Uh, yeah, go Rockets. Go! I want to see Rockets and Cavs in the finals. See, this is the end of the podcast. Nobody's listening anyway, so we can just talk about whatever. Yeah, I'm pulling for I, the Rockets. I'm okay with you. I'm pulling for the Rockets, too. Also pulling for the Caps. Anybody's following, following me on Twitter lately. Don't care about hockey. I don't even understand. I, there is nothing like playoff hockey. I'm I will you. go for the Caps because Kenny Kim goes for the Caps. That's Kenny why Kim I'll go goes, for the Caps. But, yeah, I've that's, got the only, that's the only reason. I don't give a, I don't give a rip about any other reason. But if I'm you're going to watch it, it, listen, playoff hockey is fantastic. It is it is great to watch. I have a good buddy of mine from D.C., though. He's he's a long-suffering Caps fan, so that's one reason I'm a big fan. Also, Kenny Kim. I'm with him, so there you go. You know, I put this on Twitter, and it's always it's always polarizing. LeBron is the greatest. I'm just going to say it. He is the greatest. See, I think this is because you are from. You're like thinking of you're you're you you can't think of things in the past like you're just going off recent history and this is what happens today. But do you not remember the days of Jordan? I do. I and 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 let me just I say, mean, sick Utah Jazz. I know. That game. Oh God. I know. However, however. And and I and I I watched the NBA as a kid. I I saw Jordan play live. 
I went to a Hawks game where he played against Dominique Wilkins. I watched Jordan play live. I remember. But what I don't remember about Jordan is how dominant he was from every aspect of the game. Not just scoring points. Not just defense. But, but every aspect. I mean, LeBron has done it all from scoring to to just shut down defense to blocks to assists to whatever it freaking takes and with no one and like that's what i can't understand is like this is like saying this is like saying you know joe montana is better than tom brady because well but joe montana had jerry rice and i don't i'm sorry but the the 90s bulls had other good players scotty pippen and 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 uh um um uh, the white guy that could shoot. What was his name? They, they, he had good Steve players. Steve Kerr? Steve Kerr, but there was another one. The coach of the Golden. I'm just saying, like, LeBron is, especially this year, what he has done with this team. They got rid of Kyrie Irving, and everybody talks about how, like, oh, now there's. What he has done with a washed up Kevin Love. And, like, last night, everybody's talking about freaking uh, green. Like, who? He is playing with nobody. He's doing what Tom Brady does, which is turn Julian Edelman's into, you know, first team, like, votes for the, for the, for the All-Star game or whatever. I can't, I, I'm, the podcast used to kind of kicking in. I can't remember what, oh, the Pro Bowl. He's turning, like, Julian Edelman <laughs> into Pro Bowl guys. Danny Amendola, Wes Welker, like, LeBron is just taking over games and willing his team to a victory unlike anything I've ever seen. And he has done it with nothing but pressure and MJ comparisons since he was 19 years old. And he has taken multiple teams that should never have had, had no business being in the finals to the finals. Eight straight in the Eastern Conference. That is stupid. And if you want to make the argument about number of rings equals better basketball player, then there are other players who have more rings than Michael Jordan. Does that make them the best? I think Bill Russell has more championship rings than Michael Jordan. You cannot make that argument. It's not all about rings. It is a lot about rings, but it's not all about rings. I am saying from top down, every aspect of basketball, there has never been another player more dominant than, than, than LeBron James. Well, I mean, I think that you make a, a ton of great points, and I think the basketball purists out there, and I'm listen, I'm not one of them because I'm not, I, I didn't play a whole lot of basketball. Just like you played some basketball, you that's that, it was never one of my favorite sports growing up. But one of the things that was sort of a must see, must watch for me was Jordan. Whenever he was playing, I mean, I, I loved watching him play. He was exciting. I think that you're, I mean, everything you say about LeBron is correct. I mean, and he's probably overall the better player, but I don't think he brought or brings the excitement or the just absolute whatever you see from Jordan. I mean, Jordan just had the, I mean, everybody wanted to see him when he was playing. I don't know if you see that with LeBron. So I, I don't know, but it's I such mean, a I, but it's, it's such a it's a it's a it's a razor thin argument on yeah, maybe who's a better it player. Um, I think you're right as far as titles are concerned and whatever. Um, 
LeBron has never been on as good of teams as as Jordan has had. But for I mean, me, it's it's Jordan. But I just think it could be you could you could go either way with that. I mean, I don't know. I had somebody tell me yesterday, last night. They said if you were if you were building a, an NBA franchise around one player in their prime, LeBron would be the fourth player you would pick. It would be MJ, Magic, Bird, and LeBron. And I was like, you are freaking. You're you're mentally ill if you think. Now, I agree with you. I think if you I think, think LeBron would be number one there. <laughs> if you think Larry Bird or Magic Johnson, it shouldn't even they shouldn't even be in the discussion. Like MJ and LeBron deserve to be a debate, and they will be a debate for forever. It doesn't matter if LeBron wins. Well, if LeBron wins like the next five NBA titles, that's that may be different, but. MJ and LeBron will forever be the debate, but MJ and Magic, or, or I mean LeBron and Magic, or LeBron and Bird should never be a debate. Like that debate has gone; it's past; it's over. Yeah, that was it's done. not even close. By the way, LeBron is is you know, if Golden State wins tonight, I don't think LeBron's going to win. No, I don't He's think not- so either. Yeah, I, I don't think he doesn't have enough help to take on what Golden State has to offer. But I do hope Houston wins. I just want to see something different. I like Greg Harden. Um, I'd like to see him. James? Did you say James Greg? Harden? Did I just say Greg, Greg Harden? Harden? I went Greg. to high school. I think I went to high school with Greg Harden. <laughs> <laughs> I told you the podcast juice is kicking in. Yeah, Greg I went to high school Harden. with Greg Harden. But no, yeah, James Harden. I bet I like- Greg Harden touched his shirt in at the golf course. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. He can't afford. He can't afford a membership anywhere. He's a punk. Um. Hey, by the way, this is bonus coverage right here. Total bonus coverage. Pat joined a club in Savannah, everybody. Pat. Way to go, Pat. You're back. You, you, you've, yeah, I know you were just really missing the gated community life and, uh, and the privileged life that you had here in Augusta, and you just joined the club in Savannah, the Landings, which is a lovely facility. Um, uh, hosted a web.com event this year. I know you're excited. I'm excited for you because that means you can beat some balls over the next week because you got to get in game shape for the member guests. I know. That's why you're excited. Yeah. So. Yeah. And and so that maybe one day you can have me over and I can play. I can right. play we got five courses, by the way, five we can courses. choose from. That's including fantastic. Deer Creek, which is where they played the Web.com Savannah Golf Championships. So. Ooh. Um, also, since we're in bonus coverage, and this is just whatever, my wife has been in South Africa for the last eight days. She comes home on Wednesday morning. She has successfully um, implemented her third and fourth well um, wells. I don't know how you say that in in villages, townships that that walk more than two hours to get fresh water, and it's rationed. And she has successfully put wells in the ground in those two places, and she's actually meeting with the Minister of Water for all of South Africa in the morning to talk about what she's doing and her plans and if if he can help in any way, which is really cool. Really proud of her. You can head over to 28bold.com. That's 28bold.com. If you'd like to support her or donate, that would really be awesome. Um, but I'm excited to have her back. I have been... I've been, you know, single dadding it for the last ten days, and uh, I've had some. I have. I've had some moments of reprieve, but I've also had not many moments of reprieve, and so I'm ready for her to be back because I miss her, but also because 
I need her help. <laughs> so there you go. Well, good stuff. All right. I think I think now we cut it. We cut it off. We cut it off. All right. Thanks for downloading the Tour Junkies podcast. We appreciate it. Hope you guys have a fantastic week. We'll be back next week. May your screens be green. See ya. Oh. Point out the colors of you. I see them too. And boy, I like them. I like them. I like them. We way too fly to partake in all this hate. We out here vibing. We vibing. We vibing. Alexa, play Ariana Grande. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Till the tears run down from my eyes, Lord, somebody, ooh, somebody, can anybody find me? Somebody to love. Alexa, play hits from Queen. Okay. Somebody to love. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.